0: Oops, part of my Bible. It's fallen apart. My Bible's falling apart. Uh, now just the pages. The word of God will never fall apart. It endures forever. This is my favorite Bible, and I'm reading from it today. It's the New American Standard Version. Cause it just phrases things the way it's suitable and appropriate today. I'm reading first 18 verses. Please bear with me. There's some big words and I went to Cumduck Academy. Okay. Then King Darius issued a decree and search was made in the archives where the treasures were stored in Babylon. In Iqbatana, in the fortress, which is in the province of Media, a scroll was found and there was written in it as follows, Memorandum. In the first year of King Cyrus, Cyrus the king issued a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the temple, the place where sacrifices are offered, Rebuilt and let its foundations be retained, its height being 60 cubits and its width 60 cubits, with three layers of huge stones and one layer of timbers. And let the cause be paid from the royal treasury. Also, let the gold and silver utensils of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon, be returned and brought to their places in the temple in Jerusalem, and you shall put them in the house. God. Now therefore, Tatinan, governor of the province beyond the river, Shethar Bozenai, and your colleagues, the officials of the provinces beyond the river, keep away from there. Leave this work on the house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews rebuild this house of God on its site. Moreover, I issue a decree concerning What you are to do for these elders of Judah in the rebuilding of this house of God. The full cost is to be paid to these people from the royal treasury out of the taxes of the province beyond the river and that without delay. Whatever is needed, both young bulls, rams, and lambs for a burnt offering to the God of heaven, and wheat, salt, wine, and anointing oil as the priests in Jerusalem request it, it is to be given to them daily without fail that they may offer acceptable sacrifices to the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and his sons. A bit of self-interest there, but we'll not go there. And I assure the decree that any man who violates this edict, a timber shall be drawn from his house and he shall be impaled on it and his house shall be made a refuse heap on account of this. That's pretty much incentive to do what you're told, doesn't it? May the God who has caused his name to dwell there overthrow any king or people who attempts to change it so as to destroy this house of God in Jerusalem. I, Darius, have issued this decree. Let it be carried out with all diligence. Tatanah, the governor of the province beyond the river, Shetharabose and I and their colleagues carried out the decree with all diligence, just as King Darius had sent. And the elders of the Jews were successful in building through the prophesying of Haggai and the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Edom and they finished building according to the command of the God of Israel, and the decree of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. This temple was completed in the third day of the month Ada It was the sixth year of the reign of King Darius, and the sons of Israel, the priests, the Levites, the rest of the exiles, celebrated the dedication of this house of, house of God with joy. They offered for the dedication of this temple of God 100 bulls, 200 rams, 400 lambs, and as a sin offering for all Israel, 12 male goats corresponding to the number of the tribes of Israel. Then they appointed the priests to the divisions and the Levites and the orders for the service of God in Jerusalem. As it is written in the book of Moses. And you're saying, well, what, where are we going with that? But all that about? You know, we've been looking at, in a series, I continue about the third day. And the, the phrase, the third day appears with some of their songs. That we sang today talked about uh, the third day as well. We believe there's something about that, and sometimes the scripture is about a third day of the week, a third day of the month. But I believe the significance whenever that third day phrase appears in the scripture. And we saw last week about fruitfulness. Previous week about letting go, then fruitfulness. And here, if you look at this book, the book of Ezra is basically talking about uh, records following 60 years of Babylonian captivity, um, God moves the heart of a king of Babylon, a ruler of Babylon called King Cyrus, to issue an instruction stating that those Jews who want to can return to Jerusalem and rebuild the city and the temple. And some of them did, but then they started, they got a bit discouraged, but then through walking through the prophesying of Haggai and Zechariah, they finished it. They completed what they'd started and in the third day they finished they completed what they were doing and I believe that the third day represents a day of completion a day of finishment and our God is not just a starter he is a finisher God is a finisher of the work that he does and if you read Genesis 1 he created he created heavens and the earth he created planet earth he created everything in it and he did not rest until he'd finished what he started God is into completion, he's into finishing, he's into not just giving up, he's an alpha, and omega, he's first and last, he's everything in between, but our God is a God of finishing, a God of completion. And just to encourage some of you, not just for the Old Testament, this is what Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 1, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Isn't that a hope? Isn't that a a great word for us? God has started a work in you and you need to know that God is not going to let go. God's not going to run away. God's not going to abandon you. God who began a good work in you is staying in there, hanging in there through the good times and the bad times, so to speak. Your God's not giving up. His love's love's never running out on you. He's with you and he will continue to complete the work that he's begun in you until the day that Jesus returns have a hope, have a confidence. You, want to, you need to know God's not abandoning you. He's at work within you and he'll finish what he started within you. I love if you're going to Jesus came to planet earth. Jesus came on a mission to planet earth, to redeem mankind, to, to pay the ultimate sacrifice, to bring us back into relationship with God, to pay the price for our salvation, our redemption, the mess ups, our sins, our mistakes, our fallen failings, our faults before God, everything that caused us to separate us from God, there was a price to be paid, and Jesus came on mission to planet earth to fulfill that, to do what he needed to do. And one Friday afternoon, or just over 2,000 years ago, he was like hanging naked to a cruel Roman cross, blood from head to toe, having been beat almost to death at a whipping post in Lake Ryan. and lay crying. and he hung there for you and for me. And when everything within him was aching, everything in him was just in pain and agony and suffering, he cried out and made an incredible statement. He cried out, it is finished. I've completed the work of salvation and redemption. I've done what I came to do. I've completed it. I've finished it. The price has been paid. The penalty has been paid. What I never needed to bring back man into relationship with God. I've done it. I've fulfilled it. I've completed what I came to do on planet Earth. Isn't that incredible? But the reality is we needed Sunday for the confirmation that it was done. If you read New Testament a bit of theology, it can get corrected by you theologians afterwards. If you read in the Old Testament, something the priest would go in and give a sacrifice in the presence uh, of God. Uh, and if it didn't get accepted by God, he died basically in there. There was a rope and it was built on. But if it get accepted, he came back out. The sacrifice is accepted. God is pleased. The sacrifice. And my belief is that Jesus paid the sacrifice and then when the priest came back out and the people saw him again. They knew the sacrifice was accepted. And I believe Jesus died on Friday but when he rose on Sunday and he came back amongst the people, he was making a declaration. Do you know what? God's accepted the sacrifice. You can live with the evidence and the evidence that it's finished, that it's complete, that it's done. Because uh, Paul says if Jesus has not risen we're still in our sins and my most miserable. But when he cried, it is finished. It was finished. But he rose on Sunday morning so that we could know, listen, it is evidence. There's evidence. I'm here to show you that the price is paid. God's accepted it. Death is defeated. Death is conquered. And you can live in that resurrection victory knowing that I've done the work that's needed to do. And too often we focus too much. This sounds a bit dodgy. We focus too much on the Friday. I believe Christ done the work on the Friday, but he done it so that we could live on Sunday, so that we could live in the resurrection. Thank God for Calvary. Thank God for the sacrifice. Never forget the price he paid, but let's live in the complete work. And if we're not been living it, we don't need to live on the Friday. We live on Sunday. We live in the third day because if we don't live in the Sunday, if we don't live in the complete work, then we're minimizing what Jesus did. He didn't do it so that we need to die again and sacrifice again. He did it so we can live in the victory of Sunday morning. It's a complete work so that we don't need to do all the work that He did for us. And if we're going to be people who live in the third day, we need an attitude of, I'm going to complete the work that God's given me to do. We're not going to be half people. Let me suggest, I may be wrong, but we're just over halfway through January. And let me suggest there are some people in here and you made resolutions at the beginning of the year that you were going to do stuff. and you maybe started well for a day, a half an hour, but we're not even end of January. And this is not a prophetic word of knowledge. This is just the reality of life. You've stopped. you said you were going to do don't feel too guilty I'm not here to condemn you because there's others in here who feel the same as you you started something but you've not finished it in fact you've not even finished the first month and it's gone but I believe that God's calling us to be finishers of what we start third day means we're going to be people who complete what God has got for us you might have stayed something you might have made a a statement that I'm going to get involved in this area of the church life. I'm going to commit to serving that team. I'm going to give this much to God. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the next thing. Let me encourage you to be a finisher of what you said you would do. Some of it might be a person, you might have said, well, I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to paint the house. I'm going to do this, that, the next thing. But God, I believe, wants us to be people who don't just start, but we finish. It's not how you start. That's how you finish. People say it's okay to start things, but we need to be people. And I believe that we are people who are building something for the kingdom of God. The church building here, it was about building a temple of God, somewhere where they worship God, somewhere where they sacrifice, where they worship God, where they serve God, where the presence of God was manifest. And let me tell you this morning, I just want to speak, it could apply to us individually, but I believe there's corporate things I want to say here as well. They were in a project to build something, a temple of God, to rebuild something that's broken. They were building something for God, building something for the presence of God, for the power of God, for the worship of God, for the glory of God. They were building something where people could meet with God. And despite a few hiccups along the way, they completed it on the third day. And we need to be people who finish what we're starting I know he's building his church. I know it's his church. But listen, this is our watch. This is our shift. This is our opportunity to complete what God has called us to do. And we need to take that responsibility because nobody else is going to do it. And listen, I believe that this is a time where we commit to finishing what we started. Yes, at the end of last year, we had goals to see 250 people plus in the building, to see 10 live groups, to see 50 people going to Rock Nation, to 30 Rock nations, to 50 kids for a new song of praise. But I believe we need a something within us it says we said it but it's not just something we're committed to doing this for the year we're committed to we're buying into this we're part of this to do what God has called us to do etc 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 this is a quick message today but listen I believe it's on my heart that I'm crying out as a church we need to be people who say we're committed to finish what we say we're going to do we're not going to give up on it we're going to commit to do it and this started with a decree it started with a, query, a decree from the king that the temple of God has to be rebuilt. The temple of God. And listen, just as a word of encouragement, some people need to hear this as well before we go into the main thrust of what I'm saying. There was a decree went out for the king for the temple to rebuild. There's a bit of damage to the temple. It's not what it was. There's a decree going out that the temple has to be rebuilt. And I know that God does not live in twit temples anymore. He lives in us. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, don't you know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who's in you, whom you've received from God The Holy Spirit lives in us. God lives in temple. I'm emphasizing this because you need to get this, but there was a decree in the Old Testament here. It started with a king making a decree. Do you know what? The temple of God is not what it should be. It needs rebuilt. It's damaged. It's broken. Something needs to happen. It's a day now to fix it, to get it fixed. The temple needs to get fixed. The king issued a decree. It's been damaged. It's been bruised. It's been battered, and it needs fixed. It's a day to rebuild it. And I want to tell you, I really feel this in my spirit that God dwells in us now. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And some of you have been bruised. Some of you have been battered. Some of you have been damaged. Some of you have got stuff that's happened to you which caused harm to you. But I want to tell you our King has issued a decree it's a time for the temple to be rebuilt. For the damage to be gone. To be restored. To be rebuilt. To become all. To become whole. To become something which declares the power and the glory of God anymore. And some of you need to hear that. Your temple has been damaged in some ways and the king has issued a decree that this is a time for your temple to be rebuilt because it contains the power and the blessing and the life of God within him. Some of you need to hear that. But corporately, we are a people who are built, been built together as living stones together for the glory of God. God is building us together. We are the temple of God and here they said there's something has to happen it needs to be complete they completed it in a third day i believe god caused us to build here something i've made this statement and it's not an arrogant, it's not meant in an arrogant way but we need to build a house and a church that the community can't do without not because we're here because it's noisy jesus is here because people will find jesus here not because we are great but because we want to impact our community and in this one they built it and they said we are not leaving until it's finished we are building something for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God. We are building the house of God. We are building the temple of God. Listen, I want to talk to a group of people in here and I want us to be a group to say, we are committed to building the house of God. We are committed to building something for the glory of God. We are building something that we are going to say, we're going to do, and we're going to finish it. And it required, it started with a decree and then it worked through with a dedication. It says here that they dedicated it and celebrated the dedication of the house of the Lord. But let me tell you, they could only dedicate it in that sense because they dedicated themselves beforehand. They had dedicated themselves beforehand. They dedicated themselves to see a building of God complete. Everybody playing their part. That's what the 31st of January is all about. It's me, As Pastor Lee is saying, come on, guys, everybody needs to play their part. We are going to be people who live in the third day. What we're saying is we want to be part of something which is building something, and we're not letting go until it's complete. We're not letting go until we see the balcony fill. We're not letting go until we see the new sound of praise coming up. We're not letting go until we hear and see young people going to the wrong nation, but dedicating themselves to say, I'm part of this house. God has placed me here, and I want to be part of the finishing, job. I want to be part of something which completes and builds something for the glory of God. And that's what I'm saying. It might not be the greatest thing in your planet or your world. You might not think, "Well, I'm not a wonderful worship singer. I'm not a great speaker with kids. But you have got something to play. You have got something that you can do. You have got a part to play. If you look at this, they're all divided into different parts. They've done different things. They've all got a part to play. You have got a part to play. And January 31st, you said, you know what? I'm buying into this house. I'm part of this house. I recognize that this house needs to be built. I'm recognizing God's doing something here. And I want to be here. I want to be a third-day person. It says I'm committed. And I'm day's coming when I'm going to hear and I'm going to see it. Because I'm not just going to snap. I'm not going to be half-hearted. I'm dedicated to see the house of God built for the glory of God. A community, one for Jesus Christ. And I want to be part of the completing. I'm started, so I'll finish. That's the spirit of John Humphreys now, isn't it? used to be Magnus Mallison, how old I am. We're going to be a people that's completing the job. Living the third day says, you know what? I'm not going to run away when it gets tough. I'm here to complete the job. I'm here, the God-given dreams that I've got, the god dreams, the visions that God's given us, I'm here to see the job done. I'm here, I'm not running away. And this house needs people to say, I'm buying in and I'm committed. I'm dedicated to the house. I'm part of the house and I'm dedicated. And if you feel this is you come along the 31st of journey and say, Hey, this is what I can contribute to the house. I'm the best cup of tea maker on planet earth. Wonderful. Okay, I'm the best person for this, that, and next thing. You might not even be the best, but you're willing, you're available, and you say, Here I am. I'm surrendering to God. I'm surrendering to commit to the house to see the job done because I'm a completer, I'm a finisher, and I'm part of the project. You're part of the project. You know, we have a joke sometimes <laughs> amongst pastors, okay? Pastors get together. Now and again, we get together, and we can be openness. And sometimes it's a forum where you can be very right honest. And I'll we'll be say how are you doing and a standard answer but things are well but there's some problems and the standard response is problems or you've got people as well <laughs> okay it's a kind of joke but i want to tell you this morning when i look out i don't see you as a problem i see you as a solution i see you as a solution to building the house of god and be people who complete and there's sometimes there can be problems arise but I want to tell you, my heart is, I don't look out and I see problems, I see potential, I see the solution for the glory of God, for the goals and the visions of this house to be filled. You're the solution, you're not the problem, and let's work together. And I believe we're going to get external help as well, because if you look at this story, it's a contemporary of Nehemiah, whose focus is mainly in rebuilding of the walls, while Ezra is the building of the temple. But in both situations, it records how they get external help. They get funding from outside. They get resource from outside. You know, I believe that our God is so great that not only is the people in here, but when we commit to building it and we say, I mean, we're going to be completers, we're going to live in the third day and we're going to complete what we start. God will bring help from outside. God's going to bring resource from outside in ways that we go beyond our natural and they're going to help us become the church that God intends and purposes us to be. I really believe that. I believe God's doing that. I believe it's what he wants. I believe he's on our case. And listen, they done it and it was dedication and it was hard work. It was hard work. So it's great on a Sunday morning. But you know, when you're building, when you say I'm in this to the, for the long haul, I'm in this to complete. I'm living the day where I'm going to complete what I started, complete what I said I would do. I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. When I say I'll be there, I'll be there because I said it. I'm going to do what I said Sometimes it's hard work. Some of you have seen uh, the film The Darkest Hour. This isn't a prophet, but there's a guy called Winston Churchill that most of you have maybe heard of. He said this in a dark time. I know it's not the Bible, but he said this when it was a dark hour, when it was a difficult hour. I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. And he says, what is our aim? Victory. Victory, in spite of all terror. Victory, however long and hard the road may be. He then said this, come, let us go forward together with our united strength. It was an incredible speech he made in the House of Commons. i just clippets it of it but basically saying this, there's a war on, there's a battle on, okay, our future's at stake. I don't say this lightly, and I don't use this language, I've used it a couple of times this year, but I've never used it lightly. there's a battle. There was a spiritual battle going on. I've never known such an intense period of bad stuff happening for a long, long time to so many different people, it's incredible know it's spiritual there's a spiritual battle going on there really is and it's tough at times but you know what our aim is victory okay in united we can see victory coming through we can see breakthrough coming through i said to last year commit yourself to prayer and fast okay and here's the deal sometimes you get a partial answer to prayer and you come a bit, can you, nonchalant, you become a bit like listen I don't want just partial answers to prayer. I want deliverance. I want victory. I want healing. I want restoration. I want complete you. And I'm asking you and I'm calling you. Even though you've got a bit of a partial answer to prayer, don't slacken off in prayer. There's a battle going on. There's a spiritual fight going on. And together we need to dedicate it. can hard work. You know what? I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep praying in God. I'm believing for strongholds. Someday, I'm not quote the name, but I heard the phrase, this week, uh, last week, somebody says to somebody else who related it to me, so I'm not giving you names, it says, it's time to Bring the power back. It's time to take the power back. Listen, the enemy's throwing a lot of stuff, but I'm believing breakthrough's coming. I'm believing the enemy knows that breakthrough's coming. I believe the enemy knows that great things are happening, but there's a battle, there's a fight, and we need to dedicate ourselves to blood, sweat, toil, and tears, and whatever else it takes, because we're finishers, and we're building the house of God, and victory is our aim, and we're going to see the victory that Jesus Christ has won for us manifest. Satan is defeated, but he's having a, a ball trying to convince us that he's not And victory is ours in Jesus' name. In our live groups in February, we're going to start a group called Goliath Must Fall. Okay, Goliath must fall. And we must see the heavens, Goliath must, that's, a, that's, a, that's the name it, isn't it? Okay, you're looking at me as if that wasn't what we are doing. Okay, Goliath, because we need to talk about breakthrough, because the victory is ours. Jesus Christ has already won the victory, but we need to power through, because just the take back what the enemy is trying to take back that he's no right to have. He must fall in our lives. Okay, I don't know where I'm going about that. It's completing the job means dedication. The band's gonna come up. We need to work at it. They divided into every area and different areas. Only because they committed to be finishers did it happen on the third day. This morning, I'm simply asking Is the Spirit of God pinpointing stuff in your life where you said you'd do and you maybe haven't done it? I can assure you there's no condemnation in the house this morning. But I'm trusting there's a reawakening. Yeah, I did say I would do that and I haven't done it. I did say I'd commit to that and I haven't done it. Listen, this is a day I want to be a third day person who completes what I said I would do what I complete, what I said I would do. And the joy, as it started with a decree, it came about through dedication, and it ended with delight. They rejoiced and celebrated together. They celebrated and enjoyed. See, third day finishers don't just work together, they party together. I thank God that we can delight in the finished work of Calvary and all that Jesus did. I thank you, at the end of our lives, it's just delight for eternity but I believe that God delights when we finish what we said would start. I believe God wants to delight in us and when we say we'll do something and we finish it, we complete it because we're living the third day and we're not just quitting halfway through. We're completing the job that we said and we believe that God has called us to do. God delights in us. God's into building up. And can we all stand? Because I want to... Just pray, just portion over you, just a verse from Isaiah, a chapter that's in Isaiah. Living the third day means we are completers, we are finishers. God's begun to work in you and he'll finish it. But I believe you some of us in here have said, well, we've started things and we've maybe lost heart or lost interest. I'm just believing the spirit of God saying, I'm, I'm reawakening things within you and you're gonna finish what you started. There's some of you think, oh, I'm never gonna see the end. I'm never gonna finish what I believe God's put in my heart. I believe it's a lie. You're gonna see the finish of what God has placed within your heart. But you need to de- dedicate yourself to do it. God's issued a decree that the house is to be rebuilt. We need a dedication, but I'm longing for days of delight and believing for days of delight when we celebrate but God placed in your heart is going to come to fruition. We celebrate when we get to 250 together. Celebrate when 50 young kids are in the next generation. Hallelujah. Celebrate when there's new sound and new praise team members coming up on. We celebrate when there's 30 kids at Rock Nation. We celebrate when we plant another church. We celebrate when we get 10 live goods. We delight and we celebrate together because we've dedicated ourselves to complete what we believe God has placed within our hearts. If you believe God has spoken to you, you believe you're part of the solution, you're into the rebuilding process, you're into building something, and you're in it for the long while, you're in it to complete, you believe God's spoken to you, just raise your hands as I pray this over you. This is, uh, Isaiah records this, and I believe it's true about us. It says, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. And will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairers of broken walls, restorers of streets with dwellings. Isn't that great? I'm going to read that again. Sure. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairers Of broken walls, restorers of streets with dwellings. Father God, as I look out over this congregation, that your people and they are going to be called the rebuilders, the restorers. They're going to rebuild broken walls, ancient ruins in our society, in our homes. Lord, these are the people we're going to rebuild. Lord, as a group, we dedicate ourselves to live in that third day where we complete the rebuilding of broken walls, broken families, broken homes broken marriages, broken lives Father God we commit to seeing the day that we work together to see complete works, wholeness Lord we commit to be the people who dedicate ourselves because we've heard the decree that the temple, the house of God must be rebuilt and we dedicate ourselves to be like David who fulfilled and finished and completed the job before he went home and Lord I pray that people in here Lord who you're pinpointing Lord you're putting things on that have started and have not finished they'll re-quicken them re- re-enable them and Lord I pray for Zechariah I pray for Haggai Isaac. you know what happened. when the times get hard we need people like Zechariah and Haggai who spoke prophetic life over them we speak life we speak you're doing a great job we're saying you're going to see that fulfilled this is maybe a problem but it's only a hiccup God is going to work you're going to see the promises of God you're going to see these is restored this is something we need the Zechariahs and the Haggai to say, You know what? I'm not going to speak condemnation. I'm not going to speak negativity. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to speak prophetic encouragement over life. Because when the time gets hard, we need people to say, Listen, you're going to make it. You're going to do a good job. You're going to see people." for God. To see the promises of God and we are a group who dedicate ourselves to speak life and to proclaim that we are third day completers in Jesus' name. Enable us, equip us to work together, Lord, to see your kingdom extended and your vision and dreams and goals for our share in our lifetime fulfilled for the glory of your name. Hallelujah. See the promised land all this pain within the plan there's victory in the end in love is my battle cry oh when my fears like